everyone doing today? Welcome, Grounded Visionaries. This is Camila. And if you are an introvert or you are an empath or you're just someone that doesn't really like people, which I know might sound kind of weird in the coaching space because coaching is very much a people-oriented business. And in fact, any service-based business is a people-oriented type of business. That does not mean that there aren't people entrepreneurs out there who actually don't really like interacting with humans. And the funny thing is, is that I, in many ways, I would say that I go through phases where I'm very much like, I don't want to talk to anyone except my clients because I already have a connection with them. And that's pretty much it. And in fact, I would consider myself to be more of an, of an introvert as well. And if you are also, if you resonate, which I would say majority of my audience would resonate with being a little bit more of an introvert, then this episode is going to be exactly what you need to listen to because we're going to talk about um, the ultimate introvert's business model. And this is based on all the work that I've done and what I have been doing in my business over the last few years and the clients that I've been supporting over the last yeah, like decade and some commonalities that I see. And when I notice a client who is an introvert, when they tend to thrive and when they feel like they're kind of beating their head against the wall and it doesn't feel very aligned for them to keep going. So definitely stick around. So I I first want to mention one thing. You know, we're going to be generalizing quite a bit right now and I'm going to do the best that I can with presenting what I think could be a solution for a lot of you, but ultimately every person is different. So there's no reason in trying to say like, this is going to fit every single person. Even if you're an introvert, it doesn't mean that this is going to resonate for you. And that's totally okay. My recommendation for all of you, if you haven't been working with someone directly to do that, right? If you don't have a coach or if you don't have a mentor that you're working with, I do think that, you know, ultimately you want to have all the things about you be taken into consideration when it comes to identifying how you need to be marketing, how you need to be selling, what offers you need to be selling, and so on and so forth. So I just want to mention that. There's also a lot of caveats to everything I'm going to talk about because there's people who want to have very luxury businesses, other others who want to be more accessible. So, you know, we're not going to talk about that, but we will talk about it at some point. If you would like me to, definitely let me know. But when it comes to being an introvert, I think um, you know, you're an introvert, so you might know this, but what I have actually noticed is that, you know, as a whole, being an introvert doesn't mean that every single person's the same in a sense that there are certain people who actually can be, and this is actually me in, in, in some cases, I definitely consider myself an introvert in the sense that I don't really, it's not that easy for me to meet new people. It's not that easy for me to I don't know, like have really solid conversations with people that I don't know. Um, once I know people, I, I like I love people that I already know and I connect with and I have like, you know, like I love my clients. They, you know, they're equally invested in our relationship. So I love that. The challenge for me has always been in um, like networking and like trying to talk to people, like going to events and stuff like that. Like even though I love events, it, I've always really struggled with it because I don't know these people and I know they have an agenda. You know, I obviously, I like if I'm going to a networking event, like the, the goal is to network, aka to build, build a business or get my business out there. And anytime there's kind of like that in the 
back, um, you know, the, the theme basically for the conversations or for the connections being made. It just, it doesn't feel good. And it's probably because I, I'm not a huge fan of like really pushy sales and also because I don't know, it's, it's like, it's so weird. I just don't know what to say to people when I don't know them. And I know that's like, you know, I, yeah, you could work on it and I have worked on it. I'm a lot better than I used to be, but also it's like not that big of a priority, to be honest. When I first started my business, I did what everyone told me to do, which is to do networking. And, um, for those of you who don't know, I started my coaching business in 20, uh, when was it? 2014. So it's been, almost a decade and I've had other businesses before that but um I do feel like even with the previous businesses I I don't know I think I was a lot more social back then I think that because I had I mean honestly I my previous businesses b before that like business not immediately before my coaching business but the business before that I had a photography business and I was basically going to nightclubs four times uh, a week and taking pictures at nightclubs and liquid courage definitely makes it easier to talk to people but even then like I didn't really make really solid friends I had party friends and that was pretty much it so yeah it's really interesting you know I think that there's just anyway there's just kind of a lot going on with like connections and relationships so you know when I was doing when I was starting my coaching business and everyone was telling me like hey you know the way to get clients is to talk to people to network I obviously did that and I went to networking events in Chicago which is where I lived at the time and I had some pretty bad experiences to be totally honest because I was 24 and I looked really young and I was um still not like super confident with speaking to people because I I didn't really I don't I wouldn't say that I had an accent still but I just wasn't fully confident with like the language I was using I didn't feel like it was like yeah it just wasn't like super professional and that's some that's something that was just um like an insecurity of mine as an immigrant that I didn't know all the words and I really struggled with this when I was in my nine to five job as well uh, for a while, like speaking to clients and stuff like that, being judged for potentially saying a word wrong or not knowing a word like that was a whole thing for me. So when it came to talking to people, it was like it was just so unnatural. It was just so stressful. And it was yeah. And it was so weird because I did it a lot. I went to a lot of events and I continued to go to events. And uh, what had happened is I ended up having, not having, I ended up choosing to go to events um, for the education, for the information. And people would always tell me, like, you go to events to meet people. This, cause, this is where you could meet, you know, your next client, your next whoever. And um, anytime I would go to these big conferences, I didn't end up talking to, like, pretty much anyone unless they talked to me. But even then, it was like, yeah, it was just, it was just a thing. So I went to all these events. People said that that's like the key to growing and it did not do anything for my business. So if you're an introvert, you might resonate with this. Um, so the biggest thing that I knew is that I, it wasn't that I was, I didn't have social anxiety for me specifically. I just didn't really like having to put on a show in a one-on-one -on -one capacity. Like I'm usually not the person that, I don't usually like having the light shined on me unless people are actually there to like, for me, basically. So like, I loved having my wedding. I love doing my own events. I love that because I know people are there for me. So it's just, it's different. So this is kind of where it's like, there's so many different situations that you would be surprised by. Um, so anyway, what I really started to acknowledge is like, okay, well, clearly the way that most people are building the businesses, 
it's just not like it's just not going to work because I can keep trying to force myself to go to these events and trying to like drink while I'm there, which I'm not a huge drinker, or I can just find a different way of doing it. So I ended up, you know, still going to events, but more focusing on like smaller events where I could actually connect with people. And that felt a lot better, um, you know, depending on who was there and like what type of person was there and stuff like that. So that was better. But ultimately, through all the years I have tried selling different types of offers, working with different types of people, running different types of, you know, campaigns and stuff like that. And I noticed what tends to drain me versus what tends to make it feel like it's really easy for me to just keep this going. So what I want to share is what I think is the ultimate introvert's business model, knowing that you obviously might want to kind of change some things up and and stuff like that. There's some things that you might want to include in here that would be surprising as well. So it just really depends on each person. But there's four parts to any business. There's the offer, there's the sales, there's the marketing, and there's the operations. So the biggest thing as an introvert understanding is understanding like what kind of introvert are you? Like what are the things that make you feel really drained? What are the things that make you feel like, oh my gosh, I just can't. If I have to keep doing this, it's just not going to be good for me. Also, with that said, knowing that, If that is the reaction that you have, understanding and getting clear on, is this a reaction because I'm an introvert and it's something that like I've really tried to get good at and despite all my trying, it's just not feeling good? Or is it that just you don't know how to do it because it's new to you and you need to kind of like see if it could become natural? Because this is one of those things like people always talk about like, you know, having a business feel good or having a business feel aligned mean that means that it has to feel like a you know like a heck yes immediately and i do not agree with that i don't think that anything that we do in business immediately is gonna feel like a hell yes unless you've already been in business for a long time and you've already done all the things and then it might like you might have enough experience and expertise and yeah just like that background to know if a new thing that you're trying is something you need to keep doing but for most people unless you've had your business for many many years unless you've made i would say at least a million dollars in your business it's kind of hard to say whether you're like you know whether you can just make a decision off of like trying something once so this is why like i kept going to events i went to events i went to events even though it didn't feel good even though it was uncomfortable i wanted to keep going and i did it for years until i realized okay if i'm gonna keep going to events they have to be smaller And maybe I just need to host my own because that feels good. (laughs) And that's something I could confidently say for myself because I tried all the things and I tried many different ways to make it work initially because everyone said it works. So I'm like, I'm going to see if it can work for me. I didn't just give up on it immediately because it felt uncomfortable. It's meant to feel uncomfortable if something's new to you. It is meant to. Most people give up immediately. They're like, oh, I tried it. It was scary. I'm not going to do it again. No, that is exactly why you're still stuck. Like, so I want to be clear on that, okay? And if you don't resonate with this vibe, you're not going to enjoy being in my community because I'm just going to tell you straight up some some things are going to need to be delivered, like, you know, straight up. Okay, so with that, I kind of lost my train of thought. So we're just going to keep going. Four parts to a business, offer, sales, marketing, and operations. With the offer, so most of you guys who are here are selling online things, right? Like online something, services, coaching, masterminds, courses, digital products, memberships, stuff like that, potentially events, potentially books, 
Um, that I would say that's the majority of you guys who are here right now. So when it comes to creating your offer, you want to identify how do you like to connect with people? How much do you like to connect with people? And you might not know this until you actually try it. This is one of those things that people like my clients will come to me like, well, um, so majority of my time I spend inside of my evergreen icon program. That's my um, program where we are very hands on with our clients and helping them create an evergreen based business model. And um, yeah, so it's basically what I've done over the last few years. And it's really fun. And I love talking to my clients. I love being present for my clients. I love looking over my clients' work, reviewing my clients' stuff. So for me, I really enjoy having it be a hands-on experience. But for others, that might feel like a freaking nightmare. I have a client who, or sorry, I have a friend who has an online business and she just does not like people like she loves people friend wise but she does not want to answer questions she does not she hates coaching she hates working with clients she just wants to produce content that's all she does and you know what that's great that's perfectly okay i think sometimes we um feel bad or guilty about stuff like that i think that it's amazing to acknowledge and and like know what you enjoy doing and what you're really amazing at and what you freaking hate doing so for her she hates coaching she hates clients she hates she hates having to do q a calls like all that stuff so for her an ideal business model or an ideal offer rather was um she sells courses she sells online courses she sells digital products she also has a membership where there's no access to her. It's just uh, access to templates. So she sells templates inside of that membership. And that's what she does. And she's also an author, so she sells books. And that works really great for her because it allows her to be in her, you know, in her zone of just creation content. And, uh, and that's kind of that. Now, for others, maybe you love talking to people. Maybe you really love that connection. And you love when people are invested and when they're there and they want to be there and they're asking questions. So having a group coaching program or a mastermind or even doing one-on-one -on -one coaching, like that might be really aligned for you. That might feel really good for you. Acknowledging also like, okay, so how big should the program be if you're doing a group coaching program? Is it going to be a big group coaching program? Is it going to be a smaller one? Um, you know, and stuff like that. So we're not going to talk about pricing and, and stuff like that too much, but yeah, just keeping that in mind, right? I will say that if you have never done a group coaching program, whether it's a hands-off group coaching program or, you know, whatever that might be, you're going to want to try a few different formats before you identify which one works best for you. You might be surprised by what format works best for you. So that's a big thing that I like coach my clients on is making tweaks to your offer in terms of your format and what's included in the structure, because there's like, honestly, an unlimited amount of features you can include in your program. But ultimately, you have to create a program that feels solid, but knowing that it's probably going to change. And that's something that people don't realize. Obviously, a huge thing I help my clients with is, is group coaching programs. But sometimes these programs start as a group coaching program and they end up as a membership, which is a lot more hands-off. Sometimes it ends up just that it's just an online course. And it kind of just depends, right? It depends on what people resonate with, what you resonate with. And the only way to know is to kind of like try it out. But I will say, because this episode is called The Ultimate Introverts Business Model, I'm going to tell you what I think is typically the most aligned for most people. And um, for most people, I will say it is a group coaching model that is more hands-off. 
Now, what does hands off mean? It might mean that you don't do any calls. It might mean that you just do one call a month. It might mean that you provide support in a more asynchronous manner. That might be doing something I used to do in uh, my academy program a few years ago is I would do a weekly office hours where I was just present for an hour inside of a group and I answered questions inside of a specific thread. And that was really amazing because I didn't have to feel like, you know, I had to get my hair done and my makeup done and I had to be on camera and all that kind of stuff. So I was really going through and I'm still kind of in that era of just like, I'm just chilling and I don't really want to be on camera that much. So for me, that was so supportive for clients and it was so supportive for me and I really loved doing it. I don't do that right now, um, but it worked really great for a long time. So I will say for most people who are introverts, you know, identifying again, like how much do you want to connect with clients? Do you like connecting with clients? And I will say majority of the time, you're going to create a, pro uh, a program, an offer that is a curriculum based program. So really, like if you've if you've done if you've done my group coaching uh, workshop bundle, which I'll drop a link in the description for you to check it out. It's $37. So if you have gone through that, I give you some examples inside of that workshop on what that might look like. But essentially, you know, a more hands-off group coaching program, like whatever the length is, it's going to really depend on your niche and the outcome and stuff like that. Something, you know, that we can kind of talk about if you need help with this. But making sure that you're not like, you know, I've seen programs where there's like multiple calls a week and all that stuff. And that's fine. And I, I used to do that too, but it can be a lot. And I would say that if you're an introvert, like think about how to minimize the output, but make it more high quality. So how are you providing support in that group? Because it does not have to be through group coaching calls every single time. It can be in other ways. And again, that's something that's going to have to, you know, be determined depending on what your niche, you know, what your niche in is and what your outcome is that you're promising people and, and that sort of thing. But yeah, typically I would say a group coaching program that's more hands-off. With that comes the second part, which is sales. I actually really truly believe that for any introvert who is doing sales calls, I will say, and you know, correct me if I'm wrong, if you're a total introvert and you love sales calls, like more power to you. As an introvert, I really never liked doing sales calls. I'm good at sales calls. I've done them. I've trained people on them. I'm good at training people on them as well. It is not something that I really enjoy doing. And um, yeah, so I will say for most introverts, I, and really for most entrepreneurs period, I do believe that you need to have an automated system that gets you the sales. You need to master selling one to many and you can, of course, double that, like couple it up with calls if you want to do calls or double it up with like DM selling. That's OK. But ultimately, like I really believe that having an automated system is the key, the foundation to make sure you're able to continue making money, even, even if you don't feel like talking to people like that's honestly the most important thing. Like you need to be able to make money without talking to people, period. What does that mean? That means that your offer needs to be in a price point that is aligned with people paying without having to talk to you. And a lot of people are like so into high ticket. And look, I love high ticket too. Evergreen Icon, high ticket program. Private coaching, high ticket. Of course, we have high ticket options, but that doesn't mean that your entry level program or other programs that you have in your you know portfolio have to be high ticket. High ticket does require most of the time for somebody to talk to you. Not always, depending on you know what else you have kind of going on and the format and the system that you have in place. But 
I would say majority of the time, if I'm going to invest $10,000 in a program, like I'm probably going to want to like check with you, see if you're a real person, you know, maybe have a few questions, maybe get on a call. Like that happens a lot of times. So if you're selling a high ticket offer and that's the only offer you're selling and you're an introvert, well, you're probably doing sales calls and that's probably draining you. I'm just going to tell you. So whether it's, you know, creating a, a program that stands beforehand, whether it's creating a light version of the program so it's not a high ticket program, whatever the, whatever that might be. And again, that's something we can help you with inside of Evergreen Icon if you're um, interested. And I'll drop the link to that as well if you want to apply and, and see what that's about. But you know, you're going to want to have a program that allows people to make a decision without having to have a conversation that as simple as that. And this is where you need to identify what that outcome is. What is the price point for that to make sense? And this does differ depending on the niche. Does it differ on who you're selling to? So, you know, you're going to want to make sure that that's in place. And then having the assets that are working around the clock to potentially bring you the sales. My goal for my clients is to, you know, have them get at least a weekly sale for the program through their evergreen system where they don't necessarily have to talk to people. They don't have to jump on a call unless they want to. We have some clients that are booking, I mean, like lots of clients. And uh, there's different kind of ways of structure your evergreen icon type of model, but that's what we want. We don't want you to sitting on, sitting on calls and stuff like that. Like that's, that, that's what I'll kind of, that's my opinion. Third part of this business model comes down to the marketing. Now, the marketing, this is an interesting thing because we have introverts that kind of fall into parts, if you will. We have the introverts, and you might be an introvert and fall in both of them, depending on the phase in your life, if you will. But they're introverts, like my dear friend, whom I told you about, who hates talking to people. <laughs> she loves creating. So she actually has a YouTube channel, and that's how she gets most of her leads. So most of her marketing, pretty much all of her marketing, is her YouTube channel. She loves creating videos. She films multiple videos a week. She freaking loves it, and that's all she does. And then she has a big email list. So she does YouTube videos to an email list, and then she sells her programs from there. Really simple. She loves it. She she's It's really easy for her to be consistent with that. Other people might not really like doing that, though. Other people might want to be more, like, not in a spotlight at all, dare I say. And it's so... Um, it's interesting because people might wonder, like, is it possible to build a course business, coaching business without having to show up all the time on social media? And if you have an organic marketing focus, then no, the answer is no. I'm just going to be totally honest with you. You do have to show up consistently on social media, whether it's making consistent YouTube videos, whether it's posting every day on Instagram or TikTok or Facebook, you're going to have to have consistent visibility somewhere. I think people sometimes feel like you don't have to do that. But it just like if you really look at things logist like logically, if no one knows you exist, no one's going to buy, period. It doesn't matter how great your offer is. It doesn't matter whether you have an automated sales system. If no one knows about your offer, no one's presented with the opportunity to buy, then no one's going to buy. So you have to do the marketing. And most of the time, if you have an organic-based model, you're going to have to be posting on social media or YouTube or something. Like, you're going to have to do something. Now, of course, there are other options. There's options of, like, you know, 
going on like podcasts and stuff like that. But again, it's like that takes a long time and there's blogging and stuff like that. That takes kind of a long time. My preference for marketing as an introvert, which allows me to not be consistent with social media. I like posting on social media and I do it in phases. You can see this. If you follow me on Instagram, um, I am at Hustle. I do check Instagram. I check my messages every day. Like I'm in there, but I don't post that often. I will typically go through like bursts of inspiration, if you will, where I'll post like consistently for like a month and then I drop off for a month or two months. And why do I do that? I do it because I am already showing up consistently every single day, most of the time, with ads and also with email. And that is my power couple, if you will. The power couple of marketing for an introvert, I think, you know, is again, a more hands-off type of approach. Leveraging paid advertising, you know, whether it's on Instagram, Facebook, which is what I use. I use Facebook and Instagram. I've also done a little bit of TikTok paid ads as well, whether you're using, you know, YouTube ads, which I think those are more advanced and I haven't had a ton of success with the YouTube ads personally, but I use that. I run ads almost every day. I, I did pause them um, over Black Friday or like November kind of period of time. I'm also going to have them off for majority of December because um, I just that's kind of what I typically do. But outside of that, I usually leverage paid ads to get me in front of new people so I don't have to do it myself. So I have a paid ads focused marketing approach. I double that up with email marketing. Email marketing is the one thing I am always consistent with. And I send emails, you know, this is an interesting thing. Like I don't have a newsletter right now. I do want to create a newsletter, but I just send emails. Like I just send emails. They don't go on a specific day. They don't, you know, I just send emails. Like that's, it's kind of that simple. And sometimes I send multiple emails a week. Sometimes I send one email a week. Sometimes I go 10, maybe to 14 days before, you know, between emailing. But most of the time, I email, I would say, fairly, fairly frequently, I would say. And that's my power couple in terms of marketing. You know, new people come into my list all the time and then I just email them. Like, it's that simple. And that allows me to not have to be consistent with social media. So I do think that in, as an introvert, it is important for you to have a marketing channel that allows you to continue getting exposure to new people without having to do all the work yourself. Because... It's going to be probably a little bit uncomfortable if you're in that second group of people that I mentioned. It's going to be probably really difficult for you to stay consistent with, you know, showing up in a way that you need to. And, you know, that I see that, like, I do see an uptick in engagement and releads and even in sales when I'm posting on social media more consistently. I definitely see that. And yet, like, I just, I just don't feel like doing it. So I don't do it. You know what I mean? Um, but for anyone that is newer, like if you're like, okay, yeah, I really resonate with doing ads, but I can't afford to do ads right now. Well, this is why having a system is so important because I think a lot of times people think that you're going to be just spending money. Like paid ads is not an expend, like it's not an expense. It's an investment. You're meant to be making money from your ads, whether it's immediately or within a short period of time, a few weeks. That is the goal of well, like effective ads. It's not just to run ads for the heck of it because you just want to like grow your email list and that's it. Like that's not what we want you to do. We want you to be intentional and strategic with it. So when you're putting in a dollar into ads, you're making at least two back. Like that's, you know, and ideally or way more, obviously. 
And uh, the more you email to the existing audience, the more you can increase that uh, investment or the return on the investment as well. So both of those need to be working together. You can't just be running ads and then not emailing. They really need to be working together in tandem. But yeah, so if you, you know, I would really focus on like, okay, well, get some clients and set a budget on the side. It could be as little as like even $500 a month to start with. Ideally, like, you know, you would you would spend more each month, but $500 a month to start with is is not, is not too bad, right? But again, you have to make sure you have an automated system that is like you're sending traffic to. You're not going to be sending traffic just to like a random lead magnet. That's not, you know, like there has to be a strategy behind it. But that's been the best. That's been the most effective. That's been the easiest. And that's how I'm able to still consistently show up in front of people without having to consistently post on social media. That's kind of my secret, if you will. It's not really a secret. Everyone knows this, but <laughs> that's what I've been doing. Now, lastly, we have the operations. So you're going to spend a decent amount of time in operating the business, right? Like coming up with strategies and, and, and doing the things and implementing and all the things, right? So um, this is one of those things, like I think being able to do everything yourself is pretty solid if you're an introvert because you don't have to talk to anyone. And I will say that in my business, I do majority of the work myself, even though I'm making multiple six figures a year. I have a lot of free time <laughs> and I just do it myself. I'm like, why, why not? If I know how to do it, if I could do it well, why not do it myself? Having said that, I do really love leveraging templates. I love leveraging um, shortcuts. I love leveraging automation. I love streamlining my systems so that the operations that I have to do, there's not a lot. So I try to automate and streamline and templatize as many things as I can so that I don't have to do as much. So as an introvert or pretty much anyone, this is going to be key, right? There's a lot of manual work that you're probably doing that you don't have to be doing right now. Alternately, you could potentially have a person that you hire on your team, like a virtual assistant or something like that, that can do a lot of these things for you. So, um, you know, we, we have people in, in our programs who are not super techie. So, of course, like I have the advantage because I am techie. So yes, I can do it all myself because I know how to do these things and I've done it for a long time and I tend to kind of pick up tech things pretty easily. That might not be the case for you. So if that is not the case for you and it's going to take you a very long time to figure out, you know, even though you tried, even though you have templates and even though you have, you know, things that have, you know, make it easier for you and it's still taking you, you know, a really, really long time, I think it is a valuable thing to hire someone to do it for you. So Consider finding a person that you can really trust, that you can have a connection with so that they can do some of the implementation for you, if you will. But I will say, like, I really, um, once you have the right thing set up, once your business is kind of built out in a more evergreen, like, automated way, it, there's really not that much optimization that's needed. Like, we have our clients optimize a lot of things, but they're not, like, massive things that you have to do. Right? It's like tweaking your landing pages, tweaking your sales pages, tweaking your emails, tweaking your webinar, tweaking your, you know, doing your launch. Once you have your first launch assets done, like your scalable launch is kind of like much easier to do. So there's initial things that you need to build and that you might need to have someone help you with so that it's not taking too long if it's all new to you. But after that, it's not like operating your business and managing the business on a day to day isn't really not that labor intensive, I think. 
And this is one of those things that you can take a look and like do an audit of your business and see like what is taking me a really long time and does it need to take me a long time? Is there anything I can cut out of what I'm doing? Is there anything that I can put, you know, put on someone else's plate? Is there anything I can automate? Is there anything I can streamline? Are there templates I could use for things? For example, um, what I like to share, and this is for you if like if you're already in Evergreen Icon, but if you're also in Scalable Launch Accelerator, a big thing that I wanted my clients to do is to feel like you have everything you need to like implement this without having to hire a lot of extra people. So we provide you with templates, like landing page templates, email templates, like of course, you know, there's only so much you can do with a template, but I'm going to be honest, like I think it does make life easier, especially sales oriented things. Why try to figure it out on your own? Why try to like start from scratch? It's like the hardest thing is to start with a blank page. Like that's not easy, (laughs) but it's always so much easier when there's something already there for you to kind of tweak and make better. So Yeah, that's not going to be the case for everything, but for a lot of things. So leverage the assets you have available. Leverage the resources. Ask yourself, what resources do I already have access to that I can keep replicating, that I can keep reusing so you don't have to work so hard? But ultimately, the operations part is probably going to be pretty easy for you because if you're an introvert, you probably like being behind the scenes. So it's probably going to be pretty easy for you to do the behind the scenes type of operations stuff. The hardest thing for an introvert is probably going to be the sales and the marketing. So this is where you need to make sure you really look for ways to automate it, to streamline it, to set things up in a way that allows you to not have to do the things that you don't want to do. And if you do do them to, you know, make them be set up in a way where it's not, it's not too dependent on your energy, right? Because a lot of times, like, especially if you're an empath, like you can absorb people's energy and you know, you're going to want to make sure that you're not in a position, you're not putting yourself in the positions constantly where you're doing that because that's not, that's not a sustainable business. You're going to burn out. So, so yeah, well, we went through quite a lot. I, um, if you're on Spotify, if you're listening to this on Spotify, first of all, I'd love for you to subscribe to this podcast if you haven't yet, whether you're wherever it is that you're watching or listening. But if you're on Spotify, I'm going to, there's, there's, I actually don't know how this looks like, but I'm going to drop in a poll and I'd love to hear who here resonates with being an introvert and what type of introvert you are, because I'm super curious to hear about you. Now, of course, if you have anything that you wanted to share, how this resonates for you, how this lands for you, let me know. You can um, reach out to me on um, Instagram. I am on Instagram all the time. I just don't post very much. But I love to hear from you. Thank you so much for listening. And I will see you guys another time. Or talk to you another time. Because I'm so not used to having a podcast. I keep saying the wrong thing. All right, guys. Thanks so much for being here. And I'll talk to you later. Bye.